All right, we're continuing our series, Seven Churches, and uh, this week uh, we are going to be talking about the Church of Thyatira. That's kind of a fun word to say, isn't it? And uh, each one of these churches uh, in the book of Revelation, chapter 2, God has a specific message for each church. And uh, we'll start in Revelation 2, 18. It says, And to the angel of the church of Thyatira write, The words of the Son of God, who has eyes like a flame of fire, and whose feet are burnished bronze. Now, we, we've talked about every one of these churches. Uh, the Lord addresses a point of pride in their city. And here, he is, is uh, uh, addressing Thyatira in ways that they would understand, and that Thyatira was kind of the, the Pittsburgh of uh, its day in uh, modern day, what, what is now modern day Turkey. It, it was known as kind of the, the steel iron city, that it, it was known for its iron works, and uh, he says that he is the son of God, who has eyes like a flame of fire, whose feet are burnished bronze. That He's reminding them that when, when they see those structures, they are to think of Jesus, that he is what never passes away, and that whatever impressive building or structure they can come up with, that it's just a reflection of his brilliance. And then he says in verse 19, he says, I know your works, your love and faith and service and patience and endurance, and that your latter works exceed your first. And so every church receives a commendation, what they're doing right. And the Lord says, well, what you're doing right is that you have love, you have faith, you have servants, uh, service, you're uh, patiently enduring through some persecution. And he says this, you're doing better than when you started. And if you remember the first church he addressed, what, what's he say? He says, you've left your first love, that they've kind of uh, gone away from some things. But this church they're actually growing in faith, they're growing in love, they're growing in service, and, and so in that regard, they're doing well, but he has a condemnation to give them as well, and he, it starts in verse 20, he says this, he says, but I have this against you, you tolerate that woman Jezebel, who calls herself a prophetess and is teaching and seducing my servants to practice sexual immorality, to eat food, sacrifice to idols. I gave her time to repent, but she refuses to repent of her sexual immorality. Behold, I will throw her onto a sickbed, and those who commit adultery with her I will throw into great tribulation, unless they repent of her works, and I will strike her children dead, and all the churches will know that I am he who searches the mind and the heart, and I will give to each of you according to your works." That's pretty hardcore. He says that the problem they have is this, is that they tolerate Jezebel. They tolerate a, a spirit that's operating in this church that is leading people the wrong way. It's seducing people. It's deceiving people. And to understand the context here is, yeah, I, I don't think that there was a literal woman in the church named Jezebel. But I think that uh, the Lord is assigning a uh, spirit to what this woman represents. I think it was probably an actual woman, but he identifies her 
with Jezebel. Who was Jezebel? Well, Jezebel was the wife of the most wicked king of Israel, uh, and his name was Ahab. And they were a tag team that ravaged the land of Israel, and she introduced false worship to the nation, and she overpowered Ahab. Uh, She would do things in his name. She would do things like write letters in his name. And uh, here's the thing that you have to realize about Jezebel. She always uses other people to do her dirty work. She hid behind Ahab, but she was the one that was really in control of the nation. And she was the daughter of a Phoenician king who uh, they worshipped Baal in that nation. And Ahab married her to kind of form a compromise so that uh, they could have this trade relationship And so he brings her in, and she takes over. And she leads Israel into apostasy. And and so uh, what we have to realize about Baal worship is that it was filled with sexual immorality, gender confusion, and child sacrifice. Sound familiar? And and her, her spirit deceived people into, can you imagine Worshiping the one true God and and somehow over a period of time being convinced that you need to bring your baby to a statue to sacrifice it to please God. The the, the level of deception that she brought was astounding. And her name means this, Baal is Prince. And she associated, she's associated with perversion. And, you know, sometimes we'll stigmatize Jezebel, you know, you see... Maybe a woman that is dressed a little loose and she has a Jezebel spirit, right? But let me tell you, Jezebel shows up to church too. Jezebel is a whole lot bigger than sexual perversion. It's a spirit of deception and manipulation. And she seeks to uh, get people to compromise their God-given convictions. Uh, There's a story about Ahab had a neighbor named Naboth and he wanted his property. He wanted his vineyard. And Naboth refused to sell him his vineyard because he said, my, my uh, ascendants, my, my forefathers, they paid a heavy price for this land. And I'm not selling it to you. And Jezebel said, I'll take care of this. And she arranges this conspiracy and has Naboth uh, murdered because he would not surrender his identity. And that's what Jezebel does. She hates people who stay loyal to leadership, who stay loyal to spiritual authority, who stay loyal to their convictions. And I just want to say that, that uh, we believe around here that women have a role to play in public ministry. Amen? This woman called herself a prophetess. And that, that's not a problem. You, you have to, there are some people that believe that, you know, that women should just be in the nursery throwing goldfish at kids and Shouldn't be allowed to do anything. We don't believe that around here. We believe that women have gifts to speak, to prophesy, and to teach. And you have to go through a lot of, you have to ignore a lot of New Testament scriptures to get around that, by the way. Can I get a good amen from the men? Matter of fact, uh, Danielle and I were talking this week. We're going to plan a whole series about women in ministry. And I want to have female speakers come in because we need to hear their voice in this hour. Come on, men. I've got to get a good amen. Joel 2.28 says, I will pour out after it shall come to pass afterward and that I shall pour out my spirit on all flesh. 
your sons and your who? Daughters shall prophesy. How many wants our daughters to prophesy? So we believe in that. But, but I'm going to preference with that, but, but say this, that oftentimes, not all the times, uh, this spirit can run in men. But a lot of times it operates in women. And a lot of times it's, it's uh, women who feel suppressed, who don't feel like their gifts are being used, who maybe have been mistreated in the past, and a, a spirit of bitterness comes on in them, and it can turn into a spirit of Jezebel. Now, is that all right? And today I want to give us three points of how we fight the spirit of Jezebel. Number one, we fight for your spiritual authority. When I say spiritual authority, your leadership. Jezebel hates spiritual leadership. Jezebel can't stand to be told no. And, and we see that the historical figure tried to round up every prophet of the Lord and kill them. Because she did not like anyone confronting her. She didn't like anyone uh, coming against what she was doing. And so Jezebel tries to gain influence with people to try to draw them away from spiritual authority. She tries to undercut the credibility of spiritual leadership. Just little nuggets to put in people's ear. Like, do you really... Do you really approve what's going on around here? And do you really think that all of that is necessary? And just little digs and, and tries to get people riled up. That's how Jezebel works. And everyone needs a spiritual authority in their life. You need a pastor. You need someone who will help you in your spiritual journey. And I, I want to say this. Uh, when, when you choose a church, the most important uh, part of the equation isn't how good their music is. It shouldn't be how good the, the kids' programs are, all that. It's important. The number one thing that you should consider is, can I submit myself to the spiritual leadership here? And, I was just saying, and, and this church isn't for everybody. If you can't submit to the spiritual leadership here, I really mean this. I'm not saying this in a passive-aggressive way. Go find a place where you can because your soul depends on it. You need somebody to submit to. And Jezebel hates that. And, and here's the thing. Pastors aren't perfect. Don't amen too loud. And, and you know what? Another manifestation of the spirit of Jezebel is? Is people in leadership who go on power trips and try to manipulate every part of somebody's life and maybe you belong to a church where that was and that that's called spiritual abuse and here's the thing you don't have to agree with me about everything if you go to a church where you have to agree with the pastor about everything that's called a cult it's okay to disagree I don't expect you to agree with everything but however you do need to have a general spirit of submission is that okay and so we can disagree, and here's the powerful thing about submission. Submission really starts when you disagree. You don't know if you're submitted until you disagree. There was somebody over me uh, a couple of years ago that, that told me no, and I, I still don't agree with it. I still think it's dumb, but I'm submitted. Because anointing flows through submission. And the way that you defeat 
the spirit of Jezebel in your church and in your life is to be submitted to leadership and to God. <laughs> Hebrews 13, 17 says this. Obey your leaders and submit to them. Why? Because they are keeping watch over your souls as those who will have to give an account. Let them do this with joy and not with groaning. You know what that is? That is when you, you see somebody walk through the door, you can't wait to see them as a pastor. Then there's other people that's like, well, they're here today. I'm kidding. Kind of. But for that would but be no advantage to you. So submission is for you. It's not for me. I'm going to say that submission is for you, not for me. And how you know you, a spirit of Jezebel is working in your life is when every time you have a chance to submit, you don't or you can't. And you've got to fight it because it's not natural to us to submit. And especially in this culture, and I want to just say that in our culture, the spirit of Jezebel is alive and well. And it looks like this. No one's going to tell me what to do. I don't care if you have a badge I don't care if you have a title in the government, you're not going to tell. That is a spirit of Jezebel that has to be confronted and suppressed. And if we're not careful, it will seep into the church. Jezebel is trying to destroy the confidence that people have in their leaders and to discourage their leaders. Jezebel tried to bring the people of Israel away from the prophets of Israel tried to discourage people from following Elijah. And she empowered her husband, who was king, and she acted in his authority. And here's what a Jezebel spirit will often do, is that will act in someone else's authority that that person doesn't actually have. They will try to fill the role of spiritual leadership, even though they don't have that position. And, and here's why this is so important. And I really believe that this is happening all over our nation right now and in our churches. The spirit of Jezebel is trying to lead people away from spiritual leadership. The spirit of Jezebel is trying to discourage pastors. I've talked to more pastors, especially in the last two years since COVID hit, who just want to quit, who just want to close shop and want to do something else. And with, with all the strife that's happening in our countries, and especially in our larger cities, it's become very, very delicate. You don't know what button you're going to push on somebody on any given Sunday because there's so many hot buttons right now. And here's what we have to learn is that if God can, uh, I'm sorry, if, if Jezebel can strike the shepherd, she can scatter the sheep. That's what Jesus said in Matthew 26. He said, you strike the shepherd and the sheep will scatter. And so here's what we need to do. We need to pray for our leadership. And I'm not just saying that about me. I'm saying about all of our leaders. We need to pray that God would encourage our pastors. God would encourage our ministry leaders. That God would encourage those who have been placed in authority because Jezebel wants to take them out. But we're not going to let that happen because I know we've got some prayer warriors in this place. Amen. James 4, 6 says, but he gives more grace. Therefore, it says, God opposes the proud, 
but gives grace to the humble. How do you know you're humble? Submit yourselves. What does it mean to be submitted? To be brought under. And that's humbling. How many here today, just to be honest, say you don't like someone telling you what to do? We, we were flying a couple weeks ago, and um, Lord knows I love TSA agents. But there was one that, that got a little bossy. And she started making up all these rules as we're like putting our coats and things on. Stuff that I had never heard before. And like, oh, sir, your iPad needs to be on top of your phone, which needs to be under your coat. And, and, and like something rose up in me that just wanted to just tell her off. You know, just because you got that little badge and just because it says TSA doesn't make you master of the universe, okay? I'll put my coat where I want to put my coat. But I, but I had to realize that that is a spirit of Jezebel. If I wanted to fly to Austin, I've got to listen to her. And it, at that point, it doesn't matter who makes more money or who has what title. She has the power to keep me from going to Austin. So I'm going to put my coat in the bin on top of my iPad. Over my phone. But what we have to realize is this, is that we are tested in this area. You're going to be tested in this area. And the spirit of Jezebel is going to want to come up. But we got to submit ourselves to God. And it says what? Resist the devil. Let me change a word there. Resist Jezebel. And she'll flee. You, you know how Jezebel thrives? When people become passive and people just let someone take control and no one says anything. That's how Jezebel's taken over our country. That's how Jezebel's taken over our schools. But how many knows that we're going to resist the devil and he's going to flee. We're going to see God do some things. And we can't let the spirit of the world come in this house. Humility brings submission, which provides me the will to resist the devil. And, and Jezebel, she takes advantage of people who are open. She takes advantage of people who are asleep spiritually, who are walking in the flesh, but she must be resisted. Point number two, we have to fight against the fear of people. Fight against the fear of people. Jezebel thrives on a fear of people. She tried to strike fear and intimidation into the hearts of God's prophets. And she operates in a spirit of control that she uses illegitimately. And we see in First Kings chapter 19, Elijah calls down fire from heaven and it consumes all of the prophets of Baal. And in, in verse 19 it says, Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done. Let's just stop there. Ahab, which by the way, he was born in the truth. He was raised to know who Yahweh was. And see what he's doing now. He's just Jezebel's little stooge. Going and, and telling her what Elijah had done. 
and how he had killed all the prophets with the sword. And then Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah saying, so may the gods do to me and more also if I do not make your life as a life of one of those by this time tomorrow. Jezebel wants to shut you up. Jezebel wants to threaten and intimidate you. These spirits can seep into churches, and it's an attitude that says this, you better get my permission before you do that. You, you, better, uh, you better check in with me before you start that program or before you move into that direction. And, and the spirit of Jezebel can control churches and hold churches back. And it's at work when the opinion of a few people hold back an entire body. One woman was holding back her and her prophets, an entire nation, holding them hostage with her apostasy. And she never works alone. There's always somebody working with her. And she overpowered her husband, who was passive and easily manipulated. And that's why you got to be spiritually awake. You have to confront Jezebel. You can't run from her. You can't hide from her. You've got to confront this spirit. And here's what she does. She surrounds herself with people who she knows she can control, but yet she isn't the face. She can control these people to do her dirty work. And the battle with the spirit of Jezebel is a battle for the control of people. And so she loves to stir up trouble, and she loves... Uh, to, to act innocent when confronted. We see this in the literal Jezebel that, oh, what, what did I do? And the whole time people are being killed, innocent people being slaughtered, churches being split over something that started with her manipulation. And so who is susceptible to Jezebel's control? Well, it, it's people who are open and who are living in the flesh and who aren't living in the spirit. And that's why we have to be vigilant. That's why we, we have to be spiritually awake. Jezebel comes through your TV. Jezebel comes through your music. Jezebel comes through your influences. Anything that leads you away from the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Anything that leads you away from your spiritual leadership is a spirit of Jezebel. And so the fear of what people will think or how they may react kills revival, kills spiritual growth. You know, Bishop, uh, this would have never happened if Bishop would have called and gotten permission from people to do it. And, and there's been a spirits of Jezebel that come and go through the years, and he just kept on marching, just kept on praying. Just kept on, a part of, part of being a shepherd is you have to confront that spirit and you say, no, that's not happening here. That's not taking place here. We don't do that here. That's not going to happen. That might happen in the world, but that doesn't happen here. 
And, and I talk to, to pastors who, who get discouraged because every time they try to start something new, they maybe try to start a celebrate recovery, somebody in the church rises up, well, do we really want those people here? And do, we, do we really want that crowd in here? And, and that will kill revival. That's a spirit of Jezebel that, that says that our best days are behind us. And how many knows that we've got more work to do? We just heard it in a few minutes ago. We've got more buildings to build. We've got more souls to win. We've got more people to baptize. And we need to tell the spirit of Jezebel, get out the door. Get out the door. The work of Jezebel, very subtle. It's very sly. And like Satan, it can appear as an angel of light. Let me give you two words that, uh, a phrase that symbolizes the spirit of Jezebel right now. Political correctness. Oh, no, no, you can't say that. That might hurt someone's feelings. You can't say that because that isn't what is taught in the universities. That's not what's accepted to be true at the world at large. And, and here's what that is. That's a spirit of Jezebel trying to shut the church up. I mean, as we need to preach the truth in love. We need to open our voice. You know why? Jezebel looks like she's helping people, but she's actually leading them to their destruction. And innocent people get killed. Innocent people get hurt when the church is silent and doesn't say things and just lets people continue to slide away from God. But here we're going to give people the truth and love. We're going to speak the word of God without fear or favor. We're going to lead people to light because that is the best thing you can do for somebody. Amen. The spirit of Jezebel has shut people up on Twitter. You can't tweet the name of Jesus. You can't say Jesus is the only way anymore. You want to see the Jezebel spirit really rise up, talk about the name Jesus. She wants to shut up anything that can contain her, anything. And you know what we're fighting in our political systems? It's the spirit of Jezebel. It's a spirit that says, I will control you whether you like it or not. And here's the way we, we defeat it is point three. Fight with the power of the Holy Spirit. You see, Jezebel's going down. And there was a, a king named Jehu, a righteous king who confronted her. And you know what, 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 what is really interesting? A lot of the people who did the most damage in hu human history were just never confronted. When Hitler was actually confronted, we found out he was really just a pitiful little man who was a failed artist, who had the spirit of Jezebel working in him, who thought he could tell everybody else what to do. And you look, it's interesting, I believe it's Denmark, when the Nazis took over, the, the, the people in Denmark just said, no, we're not going along with the Holocaust, we're not doing that. And you know that very few Jews were killed in that nation because a few people just said no. We're not going to do it. Jezebel has to be confronted. And Jehu confronted Jezebel. And he 
looked up to her window and her, her servants, and he said, throw her down. Throw her out of the window. And they threw her out, and the dogs finished her off. Now, I know that's really, like, kind of rated R. But that's how you have to deal with that spirit. You have to throw it out. You have to throw it out of your life. It has to start right here. And it starts with little things like when a police officer tries to tell you something. When a teacher tries to tell you something. When, when an authority figure, maybe it's a TSA agent, tries to tell you something. You have to suppress the spirit of Jezebel. And say, I will submit. Jezebel hated it when Elijah operated in the supernatural. The tipping point for her was when he called down fire from heaven. And here's how we're going to defeat the spirit of Jezebel. We're going to have to call down fire from heaven. There's going to have to be a supernatural. The only way you can defeat Jezebel is with the supernatural. Does anybody still believe in the supernatural around here? Does anybody believe that God still heals? That God still delivers? That God still fills people with his spirit? God still changes people? Amen. And here's, here's how Jezebel thrives. Like, I'll let you still exist, but just don't get too loud. Go hide in your cave and go read your Bible, but, but don't get out in public. Don't try to, like Bishop was just talking, don't try to witness to people. Don't try to bring people to church. Don't do anything too out there. But here's what we're going to have to do. The, the devil is showing off his power, and it's time for the church to show off ours. We've got to realize that God is with us. Greater is he that's within us than he that is in the world. We aren't going to defeat the wicked and perverted spirits that we're facing today with just good music. Newsflash, the devil has good music. Programs. Guess what? The world's a whole lot better organized than we are. And I'm all for organization. Facilities. Dream to Destiny, I'm so excited about it. We're going we're to have some of the best facilities in our community, but that won't defeat the spirit of Jezebel. We've got to have the power of the Holy Spirit. That when people come into this place, and I, I'm just so excited to see that this CR tour, we're, we're going to other churches and we're, we're bringing the power of the Holy Spirit into those churches where people can feel something. It's not just a 12-step program, but there's a power of the Holy Spirit that's moving. And I believe the Holy Spirit's going to move in Washington, D.C. It's going to move in Hollywood. It's going to move in our cities, and it's going to tear down. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Everybody say it. Do not quench the Spirit. What does that mean? That means we got to move in the Spirit. And by the way, that, that's a whole lot more than just speaking in tongues. That's stuff like if you hear gossip, shut it down. If you hear something about your pastor, shut it down. Say, that doesn't sound like my pastor. If you... You have an opportunity to be divisive, don't be divisive. We're not going to quench, how do we keep the spirit in the bond of unity, Paul says. 
That means I'm praying for you. I'm interceding for you. I'm interceding for your kids. I'm interceding that God would give us revival. Why? Because there's a world to save. And we don't have time for the spirit of Jezebel to divide us and to have petty squabbles. Can I get a good amen? Amen. Don't quench the spirit. And by the way, that does include speaking in tongues. That does include, we, we believe that God still supernaturally heals people. We still believe it. He says in the next verse, do not despise prophecies. We still believe that God speaks through people. Jezebel wants to shut off the voice of prophecy to the nation and to the church, but God is going to speak through us. God's going to work through us like we've never heard before. God's going to give us divine direction for the moment. And he says, test everything. Test everything, because here's the thing. Jezebel always mimics what's real. So we're going to test everything to see if it's of God. Test every spirit and hold fast to what is good and what? We're going to abstain from every, everybody say every, form of evil. Because Jezebel, she just wants to slip in. Just a little form of evil here and there. And that's what Jesus is saying to this church. He's saying, hey, watch out, you've tolerated I'm not saying you're all in it, he said, but you've tolerated some of it. And it's like a disease that grows. And so we want to abstain from every form of evil. Come on, does anybody love Jesus today? Anybody love Jesus? Revelation 2.24, he closes out and he says this. But to the rest of you. I love that. In other words, not, not everybody's has fallen for this. And we may see in the, the church world, there's all kinds of compromise going on. Not everybody's falling for it. Some people are holding on to the Word of God. He says, but the rest of you in Thyatira who do not hold to this teaching, who have not learned what some call the deep things of Satan. I just want to stop there. The spirit of Jezebel can look really spiritual sometimes. But just because it's spiritual doesn't mean it's right. And he says this, To you I say, I do not lay on you any other burden, only hold fast what you have until I come. The one who conquers and who keeps my works until the end, to him I will give authority over nations. I want you to see what he's saying. You see, the spirit of Jezebel wants to be petty and manipulate and control little situations. It wants to control a church. It wants to control a family. Here's how the spirit of Jezebel works. Shows up to family dinner and says, I'm going to take control today. You guys thought you were going to have a good dinner. Oh, no, no, no. That's the spirit of Jezebel. And here's what he says. He says, you people that are seeing through this and aren't giving into it, I'm going to give you control of nations. I'm going to give you authority in the next life when the kingdom comes. And he will rule them with a rod of iron. And when uh, 
as when earthen pots are broken to pieces, even as myself have received from my Father. The same authority that God gave Jesus, that the Father exhibited in Jesus, is going to be exhibited in us if we stay humble and submitted to the authority that's been given over us. Can I get a good amen? And I will give him the morning star. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to churches. Let's all stand right now. I want you to leave that verse up there. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. What is the Holy Spirit saying to you today? And I want to ask you, is, is there a spirit of Jezebel trying to take control in your life? Is there a spirit that's trying to rise up in your life that says, I will not submit? Whether it's to spiritual leadership or, or to the Lord himself. You see, he's a jealous God and he wants every part of us. And so the best thing you can do, the most helpful thing I can tell you to do, is submit. Because there's a blessing. When we submit ourselves to spiritual authority, when we submit ourselves to the Lord, here's what happens. God gives us authority when we can be submitted. And today, here, here's what I feel like we need to do. We need to pray against the Spirit in our life. We need to pray against the Spirit in our church. We need to pray against the Spirit in our nation. You need to pray against the Spirit in your family. How do you do that? You get filled with the Holy Spirit. Yes, God to give you discernment. So we're going to say a prayer here, and then after I finish this prayer, I want us to flood this altars. If you need to experience God today in a new way, if you need refreshed, you need maybe you've never been filled with the Holy Spirit, come up here today. If you are in a battle, if you're fighting Jezebel, you get, you get up here and you ask God to give you the grace to confront her, the grace to fight against it. Come on. Let's lift up our hands all over this place today. Father, I thank you, Jesus, for your word today.